Always do it on my own, so I gotta get through it And the only thing I know is to love what I'm doing Never give up, never slow, till I finally prove it Never listen to the no's He who controls the past controls the future He who controls the present controls the past We get closer every day to unlocking the secrets of the universe. We've nuked our steel into aluminum. Pedophiles are having a rough year, and we're going to talk about all of this and much more, as well as some good things, some bad things, and some things that are both good and bad. But first, how are you doing, broski? I'm doing good today. Well, I can't speak either. I'm doing <laughs> good today, bro. How are you? <laughs> Not too bad. You said either. Uh, I cut out the, the first part where I messed that intro statement. Oh, that's true. <laughs> you just gave it away. <laughs> yes, Damn <I> it. <laughs> but uh, now, how are you doing? You got some dental work done recently? Yeah. Getting some cleanings, some fillings, and some grindings, all sorts of stuff done, you know. Uh, Growing ever closer to shifting your stance and becoming a, yeah. a universal health care supporter. <laughs> yeah, that's... Well, yeah, but then I have the VA countering it, so I haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I hate paying for the dentist, but it's quick and easy. But yeah, I then have an appointment for the VA. I figure out the day before it needs to be an hour long, not 30 minutes. I call them and then they schedule me for September 11th at 1 p.m. And I'm like, well, great. All right. Another two months. Like, <laughs> I guess I'll see you guys in September. <laughs> yeah, the VA is definitely, definitely difficult to get booked for anything. And then mm -hmm. what you actually need, like with my back, I have like masses and all sorts of stuff back there causing problems and they're like well we're going to send you to eight sessions over <laughs> you know four months of physical therapy and then if he deems that you you know should move on to something else if that doesn't fix it then we'll send you to ortho and i'm like after my second session with the, the physical therapist i was like look dude we're just going we're just going over workout form i was like i'm gonna lay down here feel my back and he feels it and he's like Oh yeah, no, that's, I can't help with that. You have literal masses of tissue and whatever, probably cancer. I'll probably be dead soon uh, <laughs> before I even get my VA appointment. But either way, yeah, yeah. very difficult, but um, also very expensive to go the private route. It's for, quick, but expensive. <laughs> yeah. Yep. With everything. Yeah. Um, so tonight we're going to go, we were going to try and wait until after we saw the sound of freedom, but then, so I'm on this parasite cleanse and whew, <laughs> it has been kicking my hind end. And yesterday was a particularly rough day. So we had to reschedule the movie, which means we, so we rescheduled filming. And then we're like, well, right now we're recording on Wednesday. I don't want to move it all the way to Thursday. So we're going to record another episode later on. But yeah, this parasite cleanse has been devastating me and messing with our plans. To uh, mess up your stomach, that has to be some powerful stuff. I mean, I'm honestly the years of drinking the nuclear wasteland that is your gut biome. <laughs> yeah, well, I I was thinking about that. I was wondering if like I even have any parasites because been all over, you know, overseas deployments, third world countries and just, you know, growing up being a hillbilly. I was like, I surely I've got some parasites. But then I was also like, well, for years and years and years, I literally just pickled my body and turned it into 
like you said, a nuclear wasteland as far as a gut binome is concerned. So I don't know. I mean, unless parasites can survive off of liquor, uh, <laughs> there were about three years where they would have went hungry. But you created a whole new strain. Yeah, <laughs> a super parasite. A super parasite that a can liquor handle parasite. Yeah, the uh, the liquor strengthen it. <laughs> Just a parasite that's belligerent and drunk all the time. There's an and alcoholic. really strong. Yeah. <laughs> No, well, we'll see how that goes. I haven't had any weird... I've heard horror stories of people like all of a sudden they pass like a two-foot tapeworm. So I've been terrified that one day I'm just going to look down after I take a morning dump and <laughs> I just see spaghetti. But was thank that, God that hasn't happened yet. Was that... Oh, yeah. Uh, Trailer Park Boys, uh, the animated series where his worms are like eating stuff before he tries to eat it. You know, I don't know if you've seen oh, that. I haven't <laughs> seen that yet. Oh, it's it's pretty gross, but it's funny as a cartoon. Like Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, well, we're going to be talking about Sound of Freedom, and we already have a bunch of news to talk about on next episode, but I know we're not going to get to it today. So we're going to start out with um, some possibly positive things. Uh, this was, I don't want to spend a ton of time on this, but this was just an interesting thought I had, or interesting to me. Um, it may be a silver lining to our ruined culture, in part thanks to feminism. Um, so I wrote down, trans stuff generally marks the end of a society. Um, we've seen this with like the Roman empire. They were obsessed with gender towards the end and even older, um, societies, but these societies didn't have feminism. Women were mostly second class citizens in these other societies. You're, you're saying ancient Rome or like ancient, you know, um, Macedon or something like didn't care about women. Well, I went blank there for no, a second. Basically Alchemy. until 1950 over most of the world, Macedonia, women were second class citizens. Um, today they still are second class citizens in most of the world. Yeah. Um, but you know, not that I disagree with that, but <laughs> um, roads would be safer. No. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but trans stuff is also where the normies and the regular liberals are drawing the line. We've seen that like with the Glendale, School district that right now people are fed up with it. We're seeing this gays against groomers stuff start to come out where like that that is where the line is getting drawn. Even Dylan Mulvaney, the trans stuff people are not okay with. Um, So I was wondering, has feminism in the West, whatever you think about feminism, hyper uplifting of the of women actually been one of the things or could that be one of the things that's going to potentially stop the downfall of a society? How does that work with transgenderism? If that's a sign of the end, and if this is a feminism and our, our, I don't want to say worship of the Western woman, but darn near close, um, putting them up on a pedestal, if that has, if that's going to stop and counteract the trans stuff, how does that play out? I, it's not a super refined thought. I just thought, hmm, that's I mean, kind of interesting that like almost the, the far left has created two different gods, women and trans people, but they're counterintuitive to one another and incompatible. I think in a healthy society, and logically, you, you, you are right, like uh, feminism should be hammering all of this trans stuff. But as you've seen in men's you know, recent struggles to make female sports great again, um, not many women are, you know, it's a lot of men, you know, calling that out. It's one Kentucky swimmer, already Riley Gaines or whatever, or whatever her sport was in the mm-hmm. SEC. Or, but it's, I mean, how many people are just going along with this? And there's been dudes winning track and field sprinting competitions for five, six years now at, at this point, sending state records in Georgia and all, all over the East Coast, the uh, West Coast. And people have, I mean, they care 
and maybe they're starting to like mobilize a little bit now, but you still have the U.S. women's soccer team. The whole team still saying that trends have like no advantage over them after they got killed by some forty-five-year-old like ex-player. Like, I, I, well, a lot of people they think <clears throat> it's a very small contingent, so they don't don't think it's gonna affect them. But I always say that's the problem with that line of thinking is oh, it's small, so it's not a problem. Like, okay, well, what happens when fifty percent of people are I transgender, you know, like you can't take, Oh, it's just a small thing. So we got to let it go. What if a very small percentage of people murder people, but we don't go, Oh, okay. Uh, well, you know, it's a small group. Not a lot of people are serial killers. So, you know, it's, it's what they do. It's how they deal with their mental health. So we got like, and I'm not saying that trans people are murdering people, but that's the same logic of a small problem. Yeah. Uh, you know, a pro- a precedent is only a problem if it's big enough. No, that doesn't really logically follow because, again, it's like any of the things that we talk about with slippery slopes and government power. You don't get to control the size of the problem. If you say that the problem's okay, then the problem's okay. You don't get to jump in later when it's too big and, and say that, okay, now we got to do something. So I think that that's where a lot of these people... They know it's a problem, but they it's a small problem, so they're like, eh, I'm not going to you know, risk ba- basically getting myself canceled or ruining my career or having my super liberal teammates or university kick me out because, well, it's only a small problem. But when, I mean, we'll see what happens, but what happens when like women's sports is just exclusively dominated by men and college sports starts becoming people that need more, you know, or that couldn't quite make it, but Hey, can still get a ride. 15, 20% of the WNBA is trans. (laughs) And it's like, as soon as that happens, there's just not gonna be a WNBA. Like all of them boys playing over and that sounds evil, but all of our, all of the American dudes are our dudes playing like overseas in Europe. Like you think that they'd rather be over there or come back and live in Phoenix, party in Phoenix, and just play for them, just just play as a Especially chick name. <laughs> if, like, the standards are, you don't have to, I don't believe you have to get bottom surgery. Yeah. You just have to, was you have to be taking a drug for a very small period of time. Like, I mean, yeah, be suppressing your test for a while. So your bone density, all of that, you know, your lung size, all that stuff still still going to be a thing. And to be honest, how many people are going to be like, well, I'm not playing One, in the six foot. I'm not playing in America anyway. So if I get caught, what's the worry? I mean, it's like steroids, like a ton of professional athletes. Most professional athletes, they'll speak on this when they're out of the sports. Do they find ways around the USADA and all of that? And they well, they still use performance enhancing drugs. I mean, the the UFC is one of the strictest when it comes to testing too. Like the NFL and stuff like and like isn't even half as I mean a quarter as stringent. Yeah, so I if mean you don't everyone that, is. If you don't in, think people there. can find a way to doctor the results of yeah. their to to work around some of these things, especially when they're so ambiguous. Like oh well, people's tests, you know, their test varies depending on the person. So yeah, we'll be, that'll be interesting to see, but there's a lot of stuff. Um, Iowa, no, 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 not Iowa. Um, I don't have it off the top of my head, but there, there has been some new news in the, the trans community, but I, man, it's going to drive me crazy that I can't remember what it was. Someone just passed something somewhere and I was getting backlash either way. Um, uh, not that that's good. There just needs to be a lot more because I mean, they're in college ports at this point and yeah. wherever they are, they are dominating. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I, I guess I was thinking Iowa, Iowa just passed a bunch of abortion stuff for heartbeat bills, but, um, either way, not the, not the topic. Um, so I just wanted to 
talk about this stuff real quick because it's what we couldn't get to last week. Uh, the European Space Agency's new space telescope promises to unlock a key mystery of modern cosmology. Um, this is the Euclid Space Telescope launches to explore dark energy and dark matter. Um, there's a photo of it there. I'll try and post that. Um, a SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket roared skyward over Cape Canaveral Space Force Station today at 11.12, carrying the European Space Agency's Euclid Telescope into space. The launch was nominal, and ESA reported that Euclid, Euclid was in good health, having separated from the Falcon upper stage 41 minutes after launch. Um, the mission is headed to a stable Lissajau's halo orbit around the Sun-Earth L2 Lagrange point, some 1.1 million kilometers, 700,000 miles beyond the moon's orbit, into the anti-sunward direction. Um, other missions circling the L2 point include NASA's James Webb's telescope, which we'll look at some pictures from there next, and ESA's Gaia mission. Um, so I think this is extremely interesting because... I mean, there's a bunch of data here about what it specifically use, but uses, um, but I don't understand what any of that means. <laughs> but basically, they're going to try to um, pin down the equation of a state of dark energy, um, the term for whatever is causing the universe's expansion to accelerate. Um, Albert Einstein famously proposed and then rejected a similar force, which he called the cosmological constant, but it wasn't until 1999 that astronomers actually saw that the accelerated expansion... They saw the accelerated expansion while measuring standard candles known as type 1A supernova. Um, so anyway, super interesting, um, especially because like 98% of the universe is invisible to us. We can't see it. It's dark matter. Um, so that's going to be fascinating. Um, and everything is from some of the, the uh, videos I was watching. One, how they're made, like these uh, some of these uh, telescopes that use the gold that's crazy thin but like folds out to like a football field but has to be completely uniform or something it's absolutely incredible as human beings that we can make that but it's like because of te technology it's you know we we have like a 10 percent capacity to see stuff or that's you know like nothing of space and and that's not even the right number but we couldn't see anything and then it's just like it doubled on itself and each one we're like doubling and tri tripling our capabilities and and what we're wanting to like see and but even then, it's the awesome. more we discover, the more we don't know. But it's so that's cool. why I'm like, are we ever going to figure out all the answers to the universe? I mean, sure, we're not in our time, but I'm like, is it even possible? Like, there's just so many questions. Mm -hmm. It's awesome when we discover new stuff, but it's also a little bit depressing to be like, I'm never going to know yeah. what the answers to the universe are. Humanity. But but in 30 know. years, they can have dropped an even better, double as powerful telescope. You know, it takes 10 years to get some. And I don't know. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And well, the we're dumping a lot have, of money. Even yeah. the private sector is dumping money into it. Well, the, the telescopes they have right now are pretty sweet. Um, have you seen the the images from the James Webb's telescope? That's incredible. Yeah, so Saturn's rings looks looks ugh. Saturn's ring. <laughs> Saturn's rings look gorgeous in first James Webb Space Telescope photo of the gas giant. Um, I mean, this stuff looks like a movie. It's just yeah. incredible. It um, looks CGI almost. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of one of those things where it's like flat earthers would say it looks fake. But I, it does make sense that it, it would look almost fake because it's, it's infrared. So these photos, um, mm -hmm. so people will see. It's not... It, 
it looks CGI because it's a different wavelength of light. So either way, um, just had to knock out that because I thought it was super cool. And, um, you know, we we talk a lot about depressing things, but there's some some cool, cool stuff going on with space. And that might be a, a silver lining. Um, can't wait to learn more about dark matter. No, oh, yeah. DeGrasse Tyson spends two chapters talking about that, saying that we don't know anything. And his <laughs> it was astrophysics for pe- for dummies or whatever. Astrophysics for people in a hurry. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, uh, I mean, if we can figure out that mystery, that would at least be a huge step because we'd know what the universe is made of. And maybe we learn that in 50 years. Who knows, dude? Like, yeah. Especially with all the, the stuff here in, here on Earth that they're using to try to capture dark matter particles and stuff. Like, yeah. Who knows? Mm-hmm. It'd be cool. Yeah, but um, now we'll move into some some negative things. Uh, so World War II wrecks are being stolen from the bottom of the oceans, um, which, as a you know, kind of a history buff, and you're an even bigger history buff than me. Um, this is sad for that reason. Uh, let's see the fine. Yeah, these you know, the historical reason. <laughs> yeah, the final resting places of many World War II sailors are being stolen by modern day pirates. These metal pirates, as they're known, are looking for treasure, and as are not looking for the treasure we usually think of. Um, and what they're really after is pre-war steel. And after figuring out about that, then I looked into what pre-war steel was. And this is when this whole thing got really sad to me because I was like, holy crap, what have we done to the world? So low background steel, also known as pre-war steel, is any steel produced prior to the detonation of the first nuclear bombs in the 1940s and 1950s. Typically sourced from ships, either as part of a regular scrapping of shipwrecks and other steel artifacts of this area. Um, since the end of the atmospheric nuclear testing, background radiation has decreased to very near natural levels, making special low background steel no longer necessary for most radio- radiation sensitive applications. As brand new steel now has a low enough radioactive signature that it can generally be used in such applications. However, some demand remains for the most radiation sensitive applications such as Geiger counters and sensing equipment ab- above aboard spacecraft. Um, so in other words, launching off nukes and not even at countries, just testing nuclear weapons in the last 80 years. Yeah, yeah, roughly 80 years. I don't know when the last time we tested a nuke was, but we've changed the, in- the steel strength of the entire world. Do you know how insane that is? That's pretty powerful. I will say, I can't believe that we actually did something like that. Like To that change power. the world to that level, we also have it makes you wonder, what's that doing to us? Like, Does that impact the drastic rise in cancer that we've seen? Uh, people say, oh, well, now we just know what it is more. But no, since we've, been, since we've known what cancer is, we've seen drastic increases. And people say, oh, plastics, this and that. Sure. But also, can we talk about the fact that the entire world is more radiated now enough to where it's weakening steel to where it can't be used in certain certain applications i don't know that's just a problem we because we're supposed to have better barrel and all all sorts of these compositions of stuff but if the base stuff isn't as good that's not (laughs) again a hundred years ago stuff was better i can't believe it i wish i could get rid of nukes yep um but anyway more negative news um, so everything you need to know about California's reparation report. So this is, they're slowly moving this thing forward. 
we've joked about reparations before, but two years after a statewide task force set out to determine how much black Californians are owed for slavery, racism, racism and discriminatory policies, its highly anticipated report will make waves. Um, after more than two years of fact-finding reports and public hearings, the California, Repara- California Reparations Task Force on June 29th will hand over to state lawmakers an extensive report and recommendations for compensation to eligible black people of California for the harms of slavery. Um, so California wasn't even a slave state. Um, I want to find out. So for many reparations about money, who could be eligible to expect it? So although previous reports indicated that the task force would recommend $1.2 million per eligible person in installments, Tamaki said the committee decided to have the economist propose methodologies to calculate the harm. Neither they nor the task force has recommended that the state pay any specific amount. Um, they did, however, say that no amount will truly be enough, enough which is... Of course, the gotta give an open bill to the the sins of the past. It's like there will never be enough anti-racism. They'll never you can't ever start. You will never make up for the past to these people. And by these people, I don't mean black people. I mean to the the leftist agenda people who are pushing this. It's using it as a tool. Yeah. Um, who would be eligible for reparations? Figuring out who would receive reparations would be a complicated process. First, they would have to be able to trace their lineage directly to a person who has been enslaved in the United States or to African Americans who lived in the U.S. prior to 1900. This presumes that such persons are descendants of enslaved ancestors or free persons who ran the risk of being enslaved during the 246 years that the institution of slavery existed in America. Um, Well, it wasn't America for part of that, so... A little bit, um, a little straw man there. Yeah, territory. Um, let's see. So we're talking about going to the gene pool. How would California pay for financial reparations? Um, let's see. There's also an opportunity for the state to pay out in installments rather than in a lump, than in a lump sum. Um, the California government, if they do this, can stretch out the hit to the state budget. Yeah, let's put it this way. No, the taxpayers would be <laughs> receiving that. Um, so I want to read some more on this because there is some, well, actually this is a, a separate thing to California. On oh, Fox News channel, the right voices. After we complained about Fox News last episode, I still did it. Um, but an interesting <laughs> yeah. thing about this reparations thing that I thought was hilarious and also just shows the kind of the bigotry of low expectations, uh, no child support will have to be paid from the, these reparations, and they're going to, part of the reparations bill would remove all child support payments. I guess the, the taxpayers would take those over um, because they unfairly, unfairly affect the African-American community. They're trying to make that sound like racism. That has nothing to do with the state. You and I are already stepfathers through, through the state and what benefits that they are to give to everyone that doesn't pay child support. We just need more of that. <laughs> yeah. Or Californians need more of that. Like, <laughs> Yeah. that's. I just thought that was hilarious because basically what that's saying is that there's a lot of black dudes have, who have abandoned their kids more than anybody else. So that's not fair because it's unequal. So we have to make it equal. So we'll just... Wipe that away, brush it under the rug, and you guys will pay, pay the for the black street. the black children that the fathers abandoned. Um, and of course, no, no um, African Americans in that area. Or, 
I'm not going to use that word. No black yeah. Americans in that area. They're not African Americans um, any more than I'm an Irish American. <laughs> Um, but no, yeah, no black Americans in that area will come out and say, Hey, no, uh, fathers pay your child support. We don't need taxpayer dollars. No, they'll say, Oh, it's, this is fair because of racism. And the black fathers only ran off because of racism and mass incarceration. There'll always be an explanation for this. There will never be any taking responsibility. If this was trailer park people in the South, I'd be saying the same thing. No, make them pay their child support. Or make them stay in the home with the kid um, and be a family or at least help raise it, you know? Yeah. Like, but. Uniform across the board. Yeah. Um, anyway, so another dumb thing that California is doing. Uh, Democrat bill in California would mandate judges to consider race when doling out prison sentences. Which they um, already do, but yeah. But now they all have to, right? Yeah. Well, that reminds me of uh, my ex, uh, gal I lived with in Huntsville, Alabama, we were having a conversation about prison one time. She wasn't political or anything. And she goes, did you know that statistically you're more likely to get off um, or get a lighter sentence if you have a, a jury of older black women? And I was like, yeah, that's because the majority of the people going before the juries are going to be young black men. <laughs> if I go in front of a jury of old black women, I'm for shoplifting, I'm getting the death sentence. <laughs> Especially but. if the... Uh prosecutor gets his hands on just some social media clips and plays them out of context <laughs> oh yeah um so let's see the democrat bill making its way through the california legislator would require judges in the state to consider a convicted criminal's race when determining how long to sentence them to prison um Clown yeah, world. i'm not even going to go any more Clown into world. this because that is just that is blatant racism um and if oh, you're okay with that, you're, in, by the way. I mean, goodness gracious, Call you are dumb. If you want to communicate, whether or not the justice system is actually blind, I mean, who actually, you know, believes that? I sure as shit don't. But, I mean, openly start seeing different shades. Whoever wants to that is stupid. To openly take in, like, take race into account. Yeah, sorry, I have to restart the Zoom meeting. Oh, good. That is just purely racist. That's just like the... I had some people commenting on that Native American clip. I posted a short of it, and they're like, oh, well, uh, no, this act stands to keep you know Native American children from going into board, forced boarding schools and this and that. And I'm like, all of that stuff, yeah, don't put them in forced boarding schools. I get it. That's a totally separate issue from, no, they can only be adopted by tribal people. And there's a loving family that already has one of the siblings who has not diddled them or do anything weird to be in prison, and they did a fine job. Let them have the kid. This yeah, is retarded. That is just segregation. I'll be that happy. That is racism. That it, it's as clear as day. Nope. Only only you you engines better stay with your own. You're not coming over here. And and they'll paint it as no. They we got to protect their bloodlines and stuff. And they will say it like it's a nice thing. But at the end of the day, and maybe they truly do are trying to be like, no, we have to preserve their bloodline and their culture. But again, that's racist. Like that's, what do you want to call it? Positive racism? It's still racism. It's still a racial standard. And with this, they'll say it's to try and make things fair to make up for the past or to counteract. The, the way they'll phrase it is, okay, well, black people get unfair sentences. So we're going to counteract that proactively. You That doesn't work. And for if assuming that's even true... But actually, it's, it's like the cops shooting unarmed people thing. You're actually more likely to get shot unarmed by the police if you're white than you are black, even adjusting for population size. So 
It's just a one of the another one of those misnomers that's going to be impl- state implemented racism. Mm-hmm. And what they don't realize, like we talk about how the trans stuff were against that, but it's a, a backlash against authoritarian, like uh, unconstitutional um, discrimination, making them second class citizens, the gays. That's what this whole trans movement, you know, the pendulum swinging away the other way with this stuff. There will be a pendulum swing the other way. I don't know why anyone, no one can ever seem to think farther than, you know, 10, 15 years. But I don't know what that looks like. I don't know. Does that look like now segregation and the KKK in California? I don't know. But the point is there will be a backlash. Um, Let me add you to the Zoom meeting here before we... uh, Yeah, I want to send that to you now because the next thing we're going to do is go through... And I, I wrote out... A lot. I wrote out a lot of notes because I wanted to be thorough in this. This video of this guy talking about eating the rich, mm-hmm. and uh, he's a moron. But we're gonna we're gonna go through it. Yeah. This comment is asking if I could prove that all two thousand of the billionaires are evil people. Yeah, yeah, I can. It's not even very hard. So first, let's put a billion into perspective. One million seconds is about 12 days. One billion seconds is just under 32 years. Which means that if you earned one dollar every single second and never spent any of it, it would take you about 32 years to earn a single billion dollars. So this right off the bat is a non-starter because this is starting from the premise of everyone's labor is equal. Everyone's labor is not equal. Um, yeah, everyone does not contribute the same amount per minute. So this is just an arbitrary measurement. Oh, it would take this long. We get it. A billion is a lot of dollars, but that doesn't have anything to do with the value of your minutes. Um, if you earned five. Oh, and another thing, billionaires don't like exceptional people. They aren't paid, you know, exceptional, whatever you want to call it. Irreplaceable people, high value people, people that can't just do or people that you can't just plug anyone into a position they aren't paid hourly they're paid by salary so that's another thing talking about the this is in the context of everybody works hourly no and that would be like saying a shoe cobbler who makes you shoes you care about how many hours it took him to make the shoes no he judges that and the value of his service and then he charges you for the pair of shoes you can't just say that he should be looked at the exact same way with how he makes his money as, you know, a McDonald's employee. Two very different things. Thousand dollars a day from the time that Columbus started his infamous voyage, it would take you about 527 years to earn a single billion dollars. And there are people out there with multiple billions of dollars. Based on that math, we can conclude that there's no ethical way to acquire a billion dollars because there's no physically possible way to earn that money solely through the value of your own labor. Again, the value of your own labor. That's assuming, A, everyone's paid hourly and it's broken down by the hour of their labor, labor but that only works if everyone's, everyone's labor contributes the same thing to society, which it doesn't. Wouldn't that be great if we were all equal and we all equally contributed? We don't. So it's just a fact. Some of us are smarter. Some of us are faster. Some of us are stronger. Some of us are, I talk about this in my book. There is 
actual worth, and then there's potential worth. And you could talk about potential worth all day long. But at the end of, end of the day, what you contribute to society directly correlates to your actual worth. And I say in the book that we can talk about if our lives were stripped bare and we were on a deserted island, who would be more valuable. But that at the end of the day, right now, Elon Musk is objectively more valuable than I am to society. I don't get butthurt <laughs> about together. it. <laughs> yeah. This entire neighborhood put together is as horrible as it is. Yeah. Sonia, and by the way, equal I, rights, but yeah, I wrote value. this down um, at the end. But it is talking about ethics and how ethical being a billionaire is. How short-sighted do you have to be? So this guy also, he he's a he has a master's degree in the Holocaust and genocide. What a stupid degree! But he's sitting here living better than the richest person on the planet two hundred years ago, and for all of human history before that, talking about the ethics of his money as he's holding. A phone that was made with slave labor that has rare earth minerals that were made with slave labor and blood blood money mm -hmm. or you know like kind of like blood diamonds yeah as he's Criminal posting reason. on a TikTok app which is owned and ran by the Chinese who are genociding Uyghur Muslims right now which gives him even less of an excuse since he has a degree in genocide yeah. so you want to talk about ethics of it's unethical for you to be living as good as you are right now, sir. Which means that in order to become a billionaire, you have to steal the labor value of thousands, if not millions of people. And we know that this is the case. And we know that this is the case because between 1979 and 2021, the average productivity, meaning the average amount of labor value produced by the workers has increased by 64.6%. Meanwhile, the average wage of workers has only increased by about 17.3%. Again, fallacy. This is a non sequitur because productivity has increased, but the difficulty of labor has decreased thanks to industrialization and technological advancement. And also not to mention, or and also the, I'm just going to restart this. Yeah. So, so this is also a non sequitur because the productivity has increased, yes, but the difficulty of labor has decreased. This is due to industrialization and technological advancement. And not to mention the influx of people who make their livings via computer and the internet. Furthermore, something he isn't considering is the quality of life. Hourly wages may not have gone that up that much, but our quality of life is better right now. The poorest person in America, their quality of life is better than the richest person on planet Earth 200 years ago. So if our jobs have gotten easier and our quality of life has increased, what is there to complain about? Oh, our, the wealth gap has increased? We're not making, we're not, we're all not billionaires. We're all living like billionaires did 200 years ago. Um, but anyway. Well, <clears throat> the whole wealth gap argument, would that also be millionaires as well, though? Because, I mean, that is, because you are killing the middle class. But, I mean, that's unrelated, that's a though. That's separate, totally yeah, separate thing. Yeah. That's a difference of nearly 50% labor value. So already billionaires are stealing 50% or more of their workers' labor value so that it can sit around in investment. So sitting around and doing nothing and stealing labor, being a CEO isn't easy. These people aren't just sitting around. They have unbelievably high-stress, high-reward jobs. It's a cutthroat industry. It is, not being, it is not easy being a CEO. Listen to any of their interviews. Look at their schedules. They work until the day they die. Most of them work 100 hours a week. Oh, they're not sitting there, you know, busting in 
you know, tax on the railroad, but they're sitting there constantly. I mean, look at the president of the United States, for instance. He, he doesn't have a very physically hard job, but running a, a company, which is basically what the United States is, is a very demanding job. You get an average of four, four hours of sleep a night if you're the president of the United States. Lots of these CEOs have very similar, very similar lifestyles funds and stock portfolios providing nothing of value to society. And when we start to take certain other things into account, it gets even worse. There are currently over 582,000 homeless people in the United States, many of which are children. And in the year 2020, there were more than 34 million food insecure people in the United States. That's about 10% of the population that doesn't know where their next meal is going to come from. Now, do you know how much it would cost? By the way, no one in America is starving. The metrics used to measure that are basically if you make below $20,000 a year, then you're at food insecure, like you're in the poverty class. Everyone in the poverty class is food insecure. We would be food insecure. This shows how out of touch this idiot is <laughs> that he thinks that most Americans don't know, or 34 million Americans don't know where the next meal coming is coming from. Yeah, they do because they're going to order Grubhub from yeah. Mc, with McDonald's from their iPhone. Yeah, that's like when you have enough money to buy fast food all the time, you're not actually that poor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to end homelessness in the United States? According to the Department of Housing and Urban Development, it would cost $20 billion to end homelessness in the United States. And there are currently 770 billionaires in the United States, putting aside the fact that Elon Musk alone could end homelessness for half the cost of what he paid for Twitter. If we split it up evenly across all 770 of them, each of them would only have to pay out a lowly $26 million. And so this is a straw man because first off, no one in America is starving. I already talked about that. Um, and I also forgot to mention that industrialized farms and food producers who make cheap calorie dense food have contributed these corporations making this food, that is what has kept people from starving. And what do those companies grow on? What do they operate on? Profits. So that's just a side note there. But $20 billion would give all 582,000 of those people $34,000. So that's one year working a minimum wage job. So this is an annual fee they have to pay. Well, okay, if you have a billion dollars, $25 million isn't that much. Well, most billionaires only keep 26% of their money liquid because the rest is invested in businesses that provide jobs. So this means that if a person has a billion dollars, you would have to take 10% of their liquid cash every year for this on top of the almost 50% in taxes they already pay. So each of our labor isn't equal. That's why there are so few billionaires. But you want to take 60% of their liquid income each year and call that ethical? Furthermore... That means they do not have money to invest in or create businesses, which provide jobs and innovation, both of which have increased our quality of life drastically. I mean, talk about killing incentive. Sure, most of us would want to be would be stoked about working that hard and working 90 hours a week for 40% of a billion or the liquid cash that's left over from that billion of that 26%. But people who are already rich are not going to work hard for 40% of their profits, which means that they're not going to be interested in starting businesses and innovating. You kill that, and you know, that ambitious spirit, that self-starter spirit that made America great. Um, 
But anyway, we're almost Yet despite there. the ease with which they could end homelessness in the United States, billionaires are wasting their money on vanity projects like dying in a sub at the bottom of the ocean and buying Twitter. There is no room for billionaires in an ethical society. They quite simply shouldn't exist. Okay, so again, to reiterate some things, as far as ethics, the phone you were holding was made with slave labor, the clothes you were wearing were made in a sweatshop, and the app you were posting this on is run by a country that uses child labor and is committing genocide against the Uyghur Muslims, all while you were living a better life than the richest person on the planet, on planet Earth did 200 years ago. Screw you, you ungrateful brat. We live in a system where exceptional people get exceptional rewards, which produces more exceptionalism. Furthermore, this whole thing is a non-starter because there isn't a set amount of wealth. This whole video is acting as if there's a set amount of wealth. Anyone can become a millionaire in a free market if they are exceptional. So if you aren't happy with your slice of the pie, start a business and make more pie, you ginger fuck. Don't bitch about not being rich with your degree in the Holocaust and genocide, which, by the way, gives you even less of an excuse to use Chinese goods. So I, I was looking through yeah. that guy. Gen that he literally should be like the person that knows about that. <laughs> like I, he's literally the guy that should be aware. <laughs> what an idiot. And what if, okay, so saying that it's not fair, that's one thing. But to say that billionaires are evil because they, they've stolen all of these goods, it's not only a matter of you're wrong. It's you don't have a basic understanding of economics. And you have, that just shows how stupid and useless your degree was in your education. Like, I guess grad school is different for different fields because mine was very research intensive and very difficult. And I learned a lot about numbers. This person clearly doesn't understand economics. I mean, I mean, seriously, how the whole thing from the very beginning, you live in America. This isn't China we're talking about here. You're living in an Ameri America where the government getting involved is screwing the middle class. We don't truly have a free market. But the idea of the free market is that anyone here and anyone here can legally start a business. That's why lots of people move here. My girlfriend talks about it in Mexico. She wouldn't even be thinking about starting the business she's starting because it's like, no, there's no like avenue for growth. Why would you even do that? And that's in Mexico. No one thinks of Mexico as some authoritarian state. So I do. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, the point I'm is run by the cartels. But either way, yeah. my point yeah. is here, there isn't a set number of pie and the billionaires get this much and we all get this much anybody can make more pie it's just you have to know how to cook you have to find the pie that people want it's difficult making pie so that's why we reward the 770 million people or the 770 people the very small fraction of people who are great pie makers because they deserve it <laughs> yeah like what okay we're going to take most of your money if you start a business who would want to start a business it doesn't make any sense. Well, that's to the point we're getting now. And then again, the more regulations that, that we do and, every, and make it harder for people to even start just helps them out to begin with. So I guarantee you the uh, same things that he argues for you know, uh, would actually help out all of these uh, billionaires. So yeah. there's a reason Wall Street and all these people like the left and more because it makes it easier for them. So I don't know. He's complaining about everything. but Yeah, it's just so ridiculous the, the privilege to complain about that. As you're yeah. sitting there on your expensive, I mean, just his hairstyle alone, he probably gets $200 haircuts. I mean, I don't know. It's yeah. it's absolutely ridiculous. One but, of these um, days, we should hit the uh, 
income inequality that, that they all hit because you know sure there, there is plenty of bad things to hit with that but then they also make dumb arguments well the problem and then is they also support the, the people that gap, are pro, talking pro about it. The, the wealth gap the wealth a rising yeah. tide raises all ships yeah so again we may have more billionaires now that's because we have a bigger gdp we have a bigger economy we have more innovation so yeah there's a growing number of people who are doing really well all of us are doing well as a result of that. And you say, well, we could be doing even better. Well, then why would they, why would the American dream be to be them? That is the goal is be so exceptional that you are at that top 1% level. And if there's no avenue to get there because we say, you know what, we're just going to even everything out to where no one's in the top 1%. Okay, well, then why even try to do that? Like there's a, a psychological factor here at play where part of our system, what makes it work is that people, again, I said it, exceptionalism being rewarded breeds more exceptionalism. Yeah. Because it incentivizes people to work hard. But yeah, And I agree. As a country, we need to get back to that. And what you should be saying making is... making it harder for people to make, you know, get into business exactly. and make fortunes. I mean, just, even just the past few years. Government yeah. get out of things so that yeah. you, you have a free market, not this quasi-crony capitalist state. And then you have people go on to to live the American dream. You'll have workers, you'll have business owners, but the government yeah. won't be involved. All the ships will raise with the tide and even more people will be able to become millionaires, billionaires, top one percenters. But either way, I don't want to get too bogged down yeah. on that, but I just saw him asleep. Ugh, what a, what a jealous ginger cuck. And I even saw on his, uh, <laughs> on his profile page, it says, unfortunately, comma, not Jewish. I was just <laughs> like, ugh. Unfortunately, not Jewish. Who? Yeah. I guess, well, if I was rich, and sure, I'd be a juggling. Jew, but the whole stereotype of Jew is the whole South Park, My Kyle's just, brother. <laughs> just a super weird. whiny, ungrateful brat who's then also, uh, unfortunately, he I'm just himself. a white guy. Like, ugh, what a, well, could a you be any more cocky? Like, you don't have to be out there going, white power, but, <laughs> I mean, you don't have to be ashamed of not being Jewish or black or any other race. It's probably because he's a ginger, it's, though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Who no would want to be gingers? Yeah, and they don't really have souls. So. Yeah. Hello, by the way. Sorry, we're about done. So we're just going to wrap up. But, um, all righty. So now that that's out of the way, uh, finally to some stuff that is both good and bad. Uh, speaking of quality of life, so bed rotting is self-care, some insist, but mental health experts share warnings about the social media trend. So lounging in bed all day may seem lazy, but some Gen Z trend followers are now embracing it as a form of self-care. Bed rotting, the practice of spending long periods of time snuggled under the covers with snacks, screens, and other creature comforts, is gaining popularity on social media. Uh, the unofficial definition per Urban Dictionary is the Gen Z term for staying in bed for days on end, bringing on Netflix, TikTok, and Hinge. Um, so talking about quality of life, we are to a place where we can relax so hard that we give ourselves depression. <laughs> I mean, who cares if there's 770, who cares if there's 770 billionaires? We have it so good. We, we have it literally too good to where we're literally harming ourselves. We have it so good. Yeah. Our, our obesity rates, we have so much food that we just keep eating ourselves into a, a point to where we're unhealthy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, move on to something else. 
my girlfriend showed me this, and uh, it goes well with what we're going to, the last two topics, pedophilia, um, for the movie we're going to watch tonight. Um, so Instagram algorithm boosted vast pedophile network, alarming report claims. So Instagram's recommendation algorithms linked and even and even promoted a vast pedophile network that advertised the sale of illicit child sex material on the platform. Um, according to the findings of an alarming report Wednesday, Instagram allowed users to search by hashtags related to child sex abuse, including graphic terms such as pedo whore, preteen sex, pedo bait, and MNSFW. The latter, an acronym meaning minors not safe for work. Uh, researchers at Stanford University and the University of Massachusetts Amherst told the Wall Street Journal the hashtag directed users to accounts that purportedly offered to sell pedophilic materials via menus of content, including videos of children harming themselves or committing acts of bestiality. Um, so obviously this is disgusting um, and not much is being done about it. Um, so let's see when reached for comment by the post, a spokesperson for Instagram's parent company Meta said it has since restricted the use of thousands of additional search terms and hashtags on, in, on Instagram. That's not, that's not the problem though. The problem is that they were allowing this yeah. and getting away with it and no one's being held to account. So I, I don't know what you do about it. The government's not going to do anything about it. The only thing you can do is not support Meta. That's why we're... We've already been kicked off of Facebook, but um, we're also, I mean, I don't know how many people here follow us on Instagram, but we were trying oh, to yeah. build that page, Just but we're getting rid of Instagram. I'm not, I'm not going to support a company that they can say they're not okay with it. They're okay with it. There's, they have so much access to all the data, what people are looking at. Meta is spying on all of us. They absolutely knew this was going on. It didn't have a problem. Now, why is that? People say, oh, Mark Zuckerberg's a pedophile. I don't know, and I don't really care. All I know is that yeah, I have a problem with pedophilia. It's a zero, there's a zero excuse, zero tolerance policy for me. So people watching this, you should be furious. I don't know yeah. what you can do about it. Write your congressperson, get rid of Instagram, but I can't believe that this isn't getting more media attention and why why no one's being held to account. I mean, this seems very oh. clear that somebody should be at the very least fired. But I mean, just look at Bud Light and Budweiser. I think if people actually care, they could make their uh, voices heard at this point. But oh yeah, 50, it's a sign of a weak and just especially meta like, evil culture. They've had some recent Broken losses culture. with they tried to do that like augmented reality stuff failed. Um, this new um, what is it called Threads? Um, that's not getting very good reviews. So yeah, if you're I don't know what that is, if you're <laughs> on the right side of the aisle, stop supporting Meta. Just like, I mean, they make their money on advertising and selling your data. So just like with Bud Light, didn't take a lot of people to tank that stock and to make a statement. If, you know, 5, 10, 20% of people on the right stopped using all meta and probably already on top of a lot of them not using it, okay, that would make a massive impact on there. And they, you explain to them why, and it would get media attention if it was that big of a hit. They would know exactly why their their talk um, stock is tanking, so hopefully that'll happen. But again, no one's covering this story, so we'll see. Um, there is some good news about pedophiles, though, um, and we'll end off on that good news. Um, Two thousand pedophiles and sex offenders set to be chemically castrated. 
Um, USA. <laughs> USA. Yeah, USA. <laughs> so, unfortunately, it's not America, but um, the, four of it sil- the four former Soviet Republic of Kazakhstan is set to chemically castrate around 2,000 convicted pedophiles amid a surge in child rapes across the landlocked country. Um, a Turkestan sex offender whose identity is unknown will be the first to receive the injection under the supervision of Kazakhstan's health ministry. Um, reported Yahoo News, the man was found guilty of sexually attacking a child on in April 2016. Good old Kazakhstan up there by Dagestan. <laughs> yeah. Um, so not America, but congratulations. You know, I want to give a hand to Kazakhstan doing something positive. Um, and I think that that's actually chemical castration isn't good enough. Um, I've said it before. I do have sympathy for a lot of these people. The majority of them who are pedophiles have been abused themselves as children. But either way, yeah. you are you are defective. I'm sorry. Yeah. The way to stop this cycle is to take you behind the barn and shoot you. Just like old Yeller. I'm sorry. Yeah. You can't be giving the other dogs rabies. Um, it's a bummer you got bit by a coyote, but... <laughs> Sometimes you just have to do what has to be done. But I think this uh, America has stopped being that a long time ago. Yep. We um, can't even pit people that diddle kids in prison for the maximum amount of time, much less kill them, sadly. Oh, yeah. I was watching. It, it should be public. It should be like a, you should take your family to go watch the local pedophile get killed and be like, <laughs> hey, guys, this is what happens if you diddle kids. All the kids. Do you they, see this, kids? This is what happens to you. The kids get a special <laughs> little rock to throw at the pedophile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dude let's stone them let's be like yemen i'm all for it dude it was a whole thing everyone brought the family like <laughs> yeah let's... i'm all for it um but yeah uh i just saw on legion of skanks there's this guy who got pulled over drunk with six kids in the car one of them was an infant and i mean he got like probation it's we just i think like rape you get like five years here in the country child rape less than that maybe even two years for your first offense we just do not punish pedophiles i don't know why but sign of a disgusting culture man i I don't i don't see how that's good yep i don't see how you spin that any way positive i don't know um but at least somewhere some of them are getting their nuts snipped um, well, yeah, it's Cain Velasquez beating beating someone to death or something like that. You know, it's people taking justice in their own hands half the time now. And then you hear about people yeah. trying to, you know, support them and be like, oh, you know, it was a bad person. Any father would have done it. But then the court system yeah. never cares. I don't know. Well, that's why if I ever get a terminal cancer, I'm immediately going to start hunting pedophiles. So anyone, any of our viewers out there who do have terminal cancer, just food for thought. Um, anyway, can you see this? It's the final video. So, um, this is going to be actually, can you hit the bumper so that I have the timing? It's going to be what separates us from animals. Something in the cockpit. 
It's three minutes, so it's a long video, but we're gonna watch the whole thing because it's really cool. The back was empty. Shaking with the dude. If one of us ever gets to see the president, please ask him to let me get a ride to Angels and ride until I pass out. We <laughs> yeah. just get so high so quick. Just straight from takeoff too. Yeah. And they're just hanging out upside down. I mean, this is truly incredible that we can do this. Dude, if I could go back, I don't school meeting after being out of my pool again. <laughs> Which is today is on a different landscape here, just a second. We'll, uh, I guess, I don't know if he just started recording or if he's taken off. You can't see right behind him. I just want to know what it feels like when he hits that afterburner and just. Well, you've been in a C 17 without anything, right? Flying over? Yeah. Obviously, that is not a jet, but those are so much more powerful when it's just people in there compared to a civilian bird. Absolutely, pitch for your seat. <laughs> that has to be like 15 times more. We should take over. He just kicks it here and goes. Just the how quick they can get so high. Far cry from piston aircraft to World War II. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible. You just you have to be careful. You don't accidentally shoot off into space. <laughs> speed as he heads down. See the is that the sound barrier behind him or no that's just wind from speed sound barrier it's that bubble that hits. That is incredible when they break the sound barrier. But the the ease where he's just kind of relaxing in here too. That's what makes it so incredible too. Isn't just that he's doing it but that he's just like doop -de doo also while he's probably going what how fast do these things go? Six, seven, eight hundred miles an hour, like just in a straight line, just cruising. I mean, they are so fast. It is unreal how fast these things yeah, go. Like the F-16. It's like taking a nap with a lion. Yeah. It's dude. just, it's not that you're in the cage with the lion. It's, you know, how chill you are. It's just so cool. The F-16 can be going straight up and hit the afterburners and start picking up speed. <laughs> it's yeah. incredible. It is incredible. But um, we are out of time here. Uh, we appreciate everyone sticking with us. Uh, we are going now to watch the, the Sound of Freedom. And uh, definitely, I've heard a lot about it. Pretty excited. And uh, I'm sure it'll give us a lot to talk about on the next episode, especially because there, there is some new news in regards to human trafficking and uh, California uh, blocking some bills that increase felonies for people who are trafficking minors. So... Lots to talk about that there, and I think that next episode will probably be pretty heavy on the, the human trafficking side, which, you know, we should talk about pedophilia more because it's, it's one of, I mean, as far as like, you know, I'm not big on the whole evil versus good thing. Um, I think everything we do is self-serving, but if there is one thing where I could say empirically, I don't care if I'm not religious, I don't care if it's illogical, I consider this evil and have a zero tolerance policy, it is fucking with kids. I mean... My entire life on deployment, I've always had a soft spot for kids and nothing will get me angrier than people taking advantage of a child's innocence. That's that's truly evil in my eyes. So 
we'll definitely focus on that next episode, uh, as well as some people flipping seats over to the, the GOP, um, which is interesting because it's not happening the other way. It's just people leaving the Democrat Party. So um, other than that, you got anything, bro? No. Uh, pretty good episode, bro. Yep. Um, all right. Well, we'll keep this simple. Uh, keep your eyes on space and don't bang kids. Um, but other than that, keep a book on your nightstand. Read it before you go to bed. That way you're smarter tomorrow than you were today. We got to We got to. We got to.